Hello! Welcome to the Mother Days, everybody! I'm your host, Sarah Wright Olson. And I'm Teresa Palmer, and we have the most exciting guest today. We have Dr. Elliot Berlin. He's like (laughs) the most famous figure in the natural birthing, informed birthing world. Everyone, especially everyone in LA, whenever I'm around, I see they're pregnant. (laughs) They're like, well, I've been going to my doctor. Um, His name's Dr. Berlin. And I was like, like, yeah, 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 we know. We all know who Dr. Berlin is. Like (laughs) he has like one million patients. What are you talking about? Wow. He's the busiest man in Hollywood. Oh, my goodness. Well, (laughs) He actually is. He really is. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco? Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I'm going to read out your bio here, Dr. Berlin, because Mm. it's extensive and you have done lots of amazing things in your life, in your career. I cannot wait to learn about me. (laughs) Dr. Elliot Berlin is a Los Angeles chiropractor who specializes in pregnancy and postnatal care. He has extensive experience in the care of women during and after pregnancy and is dedicated to helping new and expectant mothers achieve optimal health and comfort during this special time. So in addition to his chiropractic practice... Dr. Berlin is a founder of the Informed Pregnancy Project, which includes the popular, and I love it so much, the Informed Pregnancy Podcast, Informed (laughs) Pregnancy Blog, and the new streaming service, Informed Pregnancy Plus. Woohoo! Give it up. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) I was bored. You are the dude. Oh my gosh. You are the dude. Seriously, we're bored. You and your wife, like, are the two busiest people that I know. And you have so many people who love you both. So, what you guys do is just Mm -hmm. amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so honored. I would do anything to hang out in this little group here. (laughs) With, oh my God. You know, when I see you together now, Mm -hmm. I think. Out of these two people came seven. I know. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> 
Isn't that weird? It's it's weird. So it's a lot. Crazy. We're, I feel like I always get double takes. I know. People are like, wait, I know. like what? They're all yours? And I was like, yeah, yeah, they all came out that vagina. Yes, they did. That's They're right. Like, That's too much information, <laughs> but thank you. No, I mean, I, my wife oh, and I, because we have four, also when they yeah. see us, they assume that I'm the one who carried them. Because <laughs> she's so tiny. You don't, yeah. They're like, oh, you make sense. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> not true. And it's not my fault. My wife insisted on getting pregnant with our second before I had a chance to lose the baby weight from the first one. <laughs> and then I just How? gave up. Oh, How dare the she? Way. How we talk about dare. it. <laughs> she is so tiny. Oh, she's a, she's a snapback. Um, so that's amazing. Well, I feel like Teresa and I are your OG crew. Like, we've been around with you for ages. <laughs> totally. And it's... on the podcast back in, like, I don't know, second year. Now we're in our 10th or 11th year. That's amazing. Wow. And by the That's... way, your episodes are still popular. Evergreen people still come and listen to them. Uh, yes. Well, then Aww. everybody on here, go listen to our episodes. You get to hear. <laughs> it's basically like listening to birth stories and stuff in real time because we went on right after or right before babies were born. So yeah, during the pregnancy, I remember one time yeah. in the studio, I think you like. We were both pregnant. You were both pregnant yes, and I had my belly and on. then it just felt like such a trio <laughs> of people in there. And then I, right. I remember you like laid down, maybe I adjusted you on the floor in there yes. or something like that. Yep. And then it's we amazing. took yes, that picture did. and it, I actually remember how good I felt that night because I think you were probably doing like two or three weeks and for the first time ever a pregnant woman had a bigger belly than I did and I was like okay <laughs> oh my gosh. thank you I, Sarah Ray I really Olson. did I have to put that picture up with this because my belly I I completely carry out the front of my body so that belly was out there big time and then uh, you know three weeks later there was no belly at all and I was like I'll I'll have what she's having I don't know how you did it You're it was like before that. Ozempic yeah. I have no idea um, well I actually wanted you to tell everybody um, who so I don't know that everyone knows what informed pregnancy means and so I would really love for you to let everybody know what is informed pregnancy why is it so important to you why is it something that you have been talking about for you know more than 10 years um and just tell us all about it well um you know i'm I'm a medical guy at heart i was going to be a medical doctor i was doing everything i was working in ambulances and emergency rooms when i was 17 18 and was going to be some awesome surgeon and then i had a big step back from drugs and surgery when my father died when i was 19 mm -hmm. um, partially from a medical mix-up and it just it it i love medicine i respect it very much it's incredible what we can do but i also realized the downsides of it and i thought i thought i want to be on the more complementary side i want to work with the body not against the body and i studied a bunch of alternatives mm -hmm. and i fell in love with chiropractic and massage together so i smushed them together to make the peanut butter and chocolate of holistic health care. Oh, and, and it's uh, the best. <laughs> and um, I was trying to say the word chirosage. Is it chirosage? Chirosage. Yeah, is I made it up. I make up a lot of stuff. <laughs> chirosage. People call it chirosage. It now sounded like a, a, a yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm the Cairo Sage. It did sound like a Dr. B <laughs> made up word. Cairo Dr. B. So I was like, am I pronouncing yes. it right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any exactly. way you pronounce it is right. Um, <laughs> and then so my wife and I, we struggled with fertility. In the end, medicine gave up on us. And we just took time to heal ourselves. We were so broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time we, we healed and we thought, okay, how can we become parents if we can't conceive on our own? Uh, we found out we were pregnant. And then oh like gosh. every two years, another baby Aww. popped up. We couldn't turn it off. <gasps> so uh, when we opened our practice, it was like mind body. And it was general health and wellness with an eye on boosting natural fertility. And, uh, you know, first year we had a couple of babies come through. The next year, even more babies. And that's how we got in pre- and postnatal care in general. They're like, work on us now that we're pregnant. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, now that we're in labor, now that mm-hmm. we're, you know, given birth and have the baby. So the thing is, I come from a medical background. And so they would ask questions, all sorts of questions during pregnancy that I had no idea uh, about. And so I would just go do research. And some of those questions, the ones that came up again and again and again, were about, hey, I had a C-section last time. I'd really like to have a vaginal birth this time. Do you know any doctors who support mm-hmm. that or why they wouldn't support it? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. So uh, I would do homework. Same with breach. You know, my, my first baby was vaginal, but this one's breach. They're saying I have to have a C-section. Uh, why? I'm like, I don't know. And so I would just do homework. And the more homework I did, the more I realized... I don't know that it's black and white that these options shouldn't exist. Mm. You know, it seems like there's a lot of gray. It seems like no matter what happens, you take obstetric risks all the time. And like some people are better candidates or not as good candidates. And so I was just, I said, let me compile this information in an easy to digest form. And I started writing a blog that turned into a magazine and then eventually the podcast and now the streaming site. So uh, it's just really important wow. because I see that in today's day and age, we're not exposed to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, breastfeeding. Um, women are not exposed to that the way we were when we used to live with our families in the village on That's the family right. property. And so mm-hmm. now, you know, at that point, you had always exposure. You saw normal pregnancy. You saw normal breastfeeding. You saw normal childbirth. And you helped them. And then when it was your turn, they all surrounded you and helped you. That's right. Uh, but now we moved away yeah. from that. And and we don't have the village. And it makes it a much more difficult thing to do on your own. Mm-hmm. And so all these professions popped up to fill in the void. We have doulas and we have uh, childbirth educators and we have lactation consultants and we have uh, baby nurses and all those things that that is trying to fill in for the lack of of village that used to be there but Mm. because you know while you might be able to fill that in because we don't have the exposure sometimes when you go through it it's the first time and you have no idea what to expect you don't know what choices are available to you don't know the pros and cons of different choices and if you don't know oftentimes nobody's gonna tell you and i picture a Mm -hmm. time when medicine it's not my time but i picture a time when medicine was this simple Somebody was sick. You called the family doctor. They pulled up on a horse with a little black bag. And inside there, there was like a thermometer and some booze and some aspirin. And the thermometer (laughs) told you whether you were going to live or die. And the booze and the aspirin kept you comfortable until it happened. You know, now it's much more complex. You know, they don't come to us. We go to them. And 
doctors, healthcare providers are pulled in so many different directions, you know, Um, there's what's in your best interest, which is very important to most doctors. That's why they go into it. But then there's also, you know, this option will only take me an hour. This one will take me 20 hours and I get paid the same. So do I want to offer both options to people? Uh, Which one will insurance pay for or not pay for? Which one is going to give me as a provider more risk, more liability, which doesn't necessarily mean your risk goes up, but do I want to take on more risk so that you have more choices? There's, and and none of these are nefarious, just human beings trying to make decisions. Yeah. And the influences are pulling in so many different directions only one of those categories is what's in your best interest, my patient. So because of that, if you today you you want to know what the options are and be a part of the decision making, yes. choose your path among many. You have to know the pros and cons. You have to know what options are available to you. And that's what informed pregnancy is all about. Oh, that's an amazing answer. And I so appreciate that because I actually remember the very first time that I was on your table, someone had told me um, to go and see you because I had like something like something had happened with my rib when I had I had had a cold or something. And I was coughing and my rib had, had sort of like dislodged or something and I was having a lot of pain. And my friend was like, oh, you should go see Dr. Berlin. And I remember laying on your table and you were asking about my care provider and the birth I was going to have. And I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm having, you know, I, I guess a hospital birth. And I, I guess it's at this place. And the, you know, doctor that I've been seeing for a long time, she kind of doesn't really know who I am every time that I go in there. And, you know, I just feel I don't feel super comfortable with her, but I guess that's just what I am supposed to do. And you were like, wait, 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 <laughs> what? You were like, no, actually, um, that's not your only option. And um, and you told me, you were like, have you ever thought about having a home birth? And I was like, no, I mean, because I don't know anything about it. And then you started talking about it. And I was like, okay, I want to go do some research and learn more about this. And I mean, that one conversation birthed like my entire passion for the birth world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's where I already was so excited about being a mom and learning about all of this stuff. But that conversation like completely changed the trajectory of like everything else that was going to come after. And I so appreciate that. But you opened my mind to other options. And I think a lot of times we kind of get you know, we feel like this is our only option here. You know, it's like, okay, you're with an OBGYN, your OBGYN is going to be your doctor and you're, you're just going to go through step A, B, C, D, E. And, you know, when you say you want to have a natural birth, I think I want to have a natural birth. Then they kind of laugh at you a little bit. I mean, cause that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I feel a little shamed by that. That felt weird, you know? And then, but you mm-hmm. just keep going through the steps cause you think that's all that the, is available. And it's not all that's available. So I so appreciate that that message that you've been putting out there, like do the research and that there's just more to it. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. 
we always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next, and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural, citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Spring is here and school is coming to a close and life could not be crazier. Um, So one of the things that has helped our family so much on those super packed weekends and weekdays with sports and school and all the things has been Green Chef. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portion and prep quality whole foods. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced protein, and chef-designed recipes in every box. 
And for our family, we have two people who are gluten-free. So it's been amazing picking out these like gluten-free recipes with the kids. You can find clean meals to suit your lifestyle with preferences like Mediterranean, plant-based, gluten-free, protein-packed, keto, calorie-smart, and gut health. My kids love following along with the Green Chef recipes, pulling them out of the box, looking at the pictures, putting everything together. They put on their little aprons and we do it as a family. It's so fast. It saved us so much time. And it's been something really fun to do together and teach the kids new recipes. You guys can go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Okay, guys, check out Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think it, yeah. my my agenda is it is informed choice. It's not you should have your baby here or you should have your baby there or right. with this kind of provider or that kind of provider. Um, it's if you don't know the options, you can't even make an informed choice. You can't choose the path you would want to take. Mm-hmm. Look, if I drive from Los Angeles to San Francisco, there's a million ways to get there. Yeah. Uh, if I just go into ways, it's going to take me however it wants me to go. But maybe I want the most scenic route, even though it's not the shortest. Or maybe I need mm-hmm. the shortest route, even though it's not pretty. Or maybe I need to stop by a Krispy Kreme donut on the way. I don't know. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> at least one. On that type of trip, at least two. I mean, hello. <laughs> so um, it's it's about exploring your options. so that. that you know Now, Sarah Ray Olson walked into my office and, and two things were happening. It just blew my mind. There's this like very earthy, confident, natural-minded uh you know healthy young pregnant woman uh who just screams uh i can do this on my own like natural i don't i, mm-hmm. I don't want i want to feel it i want to be a part of it i don't mm-hmm. want to numb myself to it and on the other hand it's like yeah you just do the birth thing right you just go to the hospital with your doctor and have a birth right and so i felt really compelled to say have you explored all your options and 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 that's again that's what informed pregnancy is all about and uh and then you traumatize Teresa and then i traumatized Teresa <laughs> and i have ptsd after after witnessing that birth i was like and I cannot do this. I'm 13 <laughs> weeks pregnant. I'm at her home birth. I'm not giving birth. So I don't know how this thing's coming out. It's probably just not going to be able to come out. I know. I, was, I went home like hyperventilating to Mark. Like, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> um, but you were so amazing, Sarah. Well, the one thing I want to say is we use informed birth a lot. We've been using that term now. I feel like you coined it and Sarah and I use mm-hmm. it a lot because it's a really nice non-judgmental way to talk about birth. Like inform yourself. You, If you decide, all right, I've learned all the different avenues and I would feel safer birthing in a hospital and I want to have my epidural and I'm great because you've learned everything and you know what works for you. And so I always feel like saying informed birth is wonderful because it's it doesn't um, leave anyone out of the picture. It's like, hey, there's a smorgasbord. Go pick what works for you. If you decide you want to have a medical induction or if you want to have a birth, you know, have a cesarean or have an epidural and that feels safest to you, 
then go Mm -hmm. that route. But if you want, if you're open to doing a home birth or having a water birth, it's just learning all about it. I still have people today being like, but if you give birth in water, like the baby drowns. And I was like, that's, well, no, we haven't done our research. So let's just learn, learn a little bit more about how that all works. They're like, but if it's the head stuck under there for too long, the baby's going to die. And it's just, it's so interesting because you, you know, you become pregnant and then you have an array of different books you can read mm-hmm. from and podcasts to listen to and you, you pick your information from so many different yeah. places that sometimes you do feel a little bit lost and that's why I always tell people to go onto your podcast yes. because your podcast is so wonderful. You're talking to the mothers and, like, it's happening in real time. They, I love this segment that you have where um, they're pregnant. You do, like, the before they give birth and then the after. Mm-hmm. So they're pregnant, they're talking about their wishes and their dreams and sort of what they're calling in for their birth and then you get to speak to them after the birth to see like where they had to pivot or how they had to embrace what their experience was. It may have been a little bit different from what their plan was but this is how they handled it in the moment and I think that that's very empowering for listeners so I really appreciate that that's a part of your setup. It, it's it's such, it's so well Thank done. You. I'm trying to get like what did that person learn from their own experience mm. that maybe they couldn't have learned without going through it but somebody else could learn because they went through it yeah and also people are surprised to hear that we have episodes on gentle cesarean we have episodes on epidural Uh, you know i'm not an advocate for natural birth i'm an advocate for informed choice and the thing is it's a lot easier today to have a much more medicalized birth if you want to be induced they'll induce if you want to have a c-section have a c-section if there's not really medical necessity for it it's just getting harder and harder to have like an undisturbed birth where you just go have your baby and you know if you don't need anything they just leave you alone um and so i i recently um now it's a couple years i called a doctor because I had a young, very strong, healthy patient who wanted to have a cesarean birth, even though she was perfectly healthy, the baby was in great position, you know, and uh, her her feeling was her mom had a very challenging birth with complications and never fully recovered. Mm-hmm. So for her, the trauma, the ancestral trauma uh, in her mind, she just did not want to deal with that. And there are some people, by the way, who just want their doctor to make all the choices for them. Right. They don't want to be involved in decision making. They don't want to have any responsibility for that. And so they'll pair up great with a doctor who is sort of right. more paternalistic like that. In this uh, girl's case, you know, I, I I could relate to her OB. She didn't want to do a C-section mm. because it was wholly unnecessary. And she thought, you're going to have more kids and that future pregnancies are going to be more complicated. And she was really trying to talk her out of it. And uh, my patient broke down crying on the table, just saying, I really want this. I think I'm going to switch doctors so I can get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let me talk to your doctor. And I basically had a heart to heart with her saying, like, it's not, it's not, you know, I advocate all the time the other way, but I'm advocating this way too, because it's not our choice. Like if you, if you kind of force her to have a vaginal birth and she has a, a rough time with it, either physically or emotionally, like that's. That's going to be on you. Like we yeah. should really respect what she wants, and so she did, and she had a great mm-hmm. cesarean birth. And wow. uh, you know, I was glad that she was able to get that information. And it's so it's so nice that I mean, you know, as one of your patients or both of your patients here, um, you know, being your patient, you feel so safe with you, and 
feel like you're a champion and like no matter what the decisions are and, you know, having these conversations with you. I just love hearing that story because I know what that feels like to sit down on your table and be like telling you all of these things that are going on. And you're just you're so great at talking through all of those things. So it's that's amazing that you were able to be there for her um, with something that was really, you know, tough and scary. And um, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's. I've I don't don't think I've ever heard of a doctor saying no I don't want to give you a C section mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and that's um, that's just not I don't know I, I feel like they're like yeah sure of course because I mean that that feels like a, a the norm these days but yeah. um, I'm curious you know because you do these interviews all the time and you're also a doula which not mm-hmm. many people know and um i don't know that there's that <laughs> yes. many male doulas out there um what is your do you have like a favorite birth that you've been to or like something that was you know something that stands out to you that um that you kind of always go back to in your mind that you want to tell us about oh gosh there's so many first of all um <laughs> a lot of people are surprised when they see me to hear that i'm a doula they're like that must be the <laughs> hairiest doula that there ever was. I've had you at my birth. If anyone has any questions, <laughs> come to me. I, I know how amazing he is. Uh, and, and frankly, uh, I don't America think I am. Worker. The, oh, thank you. I don't think I'm the hairiest doula. I think they're just looking in the wrong places. That's Some of right. those doulas are very <laughs> hippie-like. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> hey. So um, there's that. Uh, so since you brought it up, your that birth that I was at with you was one of the most crazy births, uh, <laughs> memorable, crazy memorable births I've been to. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I walked into the hospital. I'm checking at the nurses station, and I'm like, "Who's watching porn?" Because uh, that's what it sounded like from the nurses station. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who is like? Like they should turn that down. And then, oh, she's in labor and delivery, too. So as I'm walking over to labor and delivery, I'm like, it's getting louder. I'm like, what? Is somebody watching porn in Sarah's room? And I crack open the door. And this is the vision I see. Sarah is literally riding up and down Eric like he's a stripper pole. Making the most like not kosher noises. Not kosher. I was like, oh, I don't even. I, I And I, I was like, I'm not even going to walk in there because... I'm not even going to walk in there because what could I possibly add? What could anybody add? But what could this big, hairy, orthodox manju oh add God. to that equation? So I waited outside for a little bit until I heard you say something about my name. Like, where's Berlin? I'm like, okay, it's my time. And I went in there and just... just go time. It's go God, time. <laughs> being in that room, especially in the hospital, right? You see that more at home. But especially in the hospital, I don't even know how you did it. You blocked out the surroundings. You were in your own world. You were high on your own drugs. And you just had the strength when it got really intense to surrender and to lean on the people around you, on Eric, on on your nurse that was there. That that I have a story that I don't even know if you know about that nurse. That was no. kind of incredible. Um, and then to to just see you, oh, poor Dr. Goldberg, to oh. to see you like, um, oh, you know, he, grabbing he, he Dr. Went, Goldberg grabbing on his, his, on his ass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you grabbed his butt. <laughs> she thought it was like the corner of the table and she's just kind of grabbing and squeezing open. it really hard. She's like, ah, and he's like, 
<laughs> do I tell her? She's like, this is the only time I can he get a feel. He told me the next day. I was mortified. He's like, okay. He came in and sat down, like big smile on his face. And he was just like, um, you, you know that you were like grabbing my ass the whole time, right? And I was like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, like, no. At points, my head and his ass. And so... Um, <laughs> That's right. And, and, and then you came to the end of the table. I've never seen anybody do this. Just on your own, like reacting to what you were feeling, and and kind of scoot, holding onto the sides of the table or holding onto him, and scooting your butt like below the surface of the table. Yes. As you were getting ready to push, and I've never seen that maneuver before. On on, and and uh, and they were nervous. They thought you were going to fall off liability, uh, and then. Uh, oh, and that nurse got nervous a few times. She did. And now it's coming back to me. And Goldberg's yep. like, oh, just relaxes. Like, he had just, he, this is one of his magical things. He was able to to kind of tell her it's going to be okay, don't worry, without making her feel like she's worrying for no reason. That's right. You know? uh, it was very cool. Mm-hmm. But you were the that's, star of the show there. And then just balance. pushing out that baby. I remember oh because, because I once ordered a twin mattress on amazon for my kid's bed and it came you're it's gonna follow through it's gonna come around and it came in a uh a crib mattress size box and i was like oh shoot because there's a bunch of i ordered the wrong one yeah and uh and then i called them like no no that's the right one open it up i can't be it's it i opened it up and when i took it out it went and, and it became <laughs> twin size. And that's what happened when Esme came out of your that's body. Right. That's it was right. like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, this is familiar. I've seen this before. I was like, what? And, and, I, and you were like, what's going on? And, and I was like, she's walking around looking for a sandwich. I don't know. She's, that was, and how that came out. Even though you had the big belly, you have she a tiny. You toddler. You're, you're, you birthed a toddler. I did. I had like a, um, I had a four-year-old. And just so on your own drugs and 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 yeah and why it was hilarious too like uh you know checking to see if you pooped and stuff like that i know oh my god that was uh such an inspiring birth and for you to be able to do that in uh in the hospital and just like zone everything out i don't know what happened with that nurse is i am uh i am face blind i don't recognize faces ever uh, and uh, my my wife, my kids, my mother. I got a haircut. I don't even recognize. I like see myself in the mirror and I panic. I'm like, who is that? Um, that's how it is. Intense like that. Wow. And so I was waiting outside your room. I came in, and then and then the nurse was really good, really good nurse. And yeah, we're all kind of laboring there for a while. And uh, just the body chemistry, the body communication, there wasn't a whole lot of talking going on. You just Mm -mm. sort of indicated what you want or don't want what you need or don't need without talking. And people around you were able to, like, puzzle together and make it happen. But And I was so impressed with her that when you and Eric went into the restroom, you had to pee. Yes. And you and Eric went into the restroom. I was like, I need to know this nurse. Now, in in face blindness, the worst is uniform. Every every nurse in the hospital is green scrubs with their hair pulled back in a pony they all look exactly the same and so i i reached my hand out i i could have sworn i never met her to introduce myself and she puts her arm around my shoulder oh my god and she says hey elliot how's Alyssa and the kids oh my gosh and i am like <gasps> mortified i'm like what what you know me and you know my family like who are you and i'm i'm trying to figure out who oh, it god. is like how do i know you oh. and the only way you could do it is by looking at the little name tag 
that they wear, the little badge. Oh, my gosh, yes. But this is what yes. happens. Women always wear it either, like, on a boob or so close to a boob. That's true. And I'm in a dark room. Oh, no, room. so you didn't want to go and look down. No, I'm already mortified, and the room is lit by fake tea lights, and I'm trying to look That's at the- That's true. I made I'm it looking very dark. At, <laughs> I'm looking at the- I'm trying to read her boo. It's just <laughs> awful. And, I, I'm, and I'm like, why? Why do you guys wear the name tag on your- Boob. Like you don't even know if that's your name or if you've named your boob. So when I could finally see it, it said <laughs> Ashley. So that was memorable. That was memorable. That's very oh. memorable. Turns out she's Ashley. <laughs> and and oh turns goodness. out she's Ashley and she was at one of your births. Is that what happened? <laughs> oh, uh, no, she was not at one of my births, but I, I had seen her before at birth and she met my wife through the birth community. And so ah, we had been to a, a conference together and, and stuff like that. But out of context, no, way I would oh, figure it out. So your birth, look, the ones that are most memorable to me are my four kids when they came out. And my yeah. wife, um, my wife is incredible yeah. rock star. Our first baby was 42 hours completely unmedicated except for wow. um, okay. 400 milligrams of Advil, which I kept taking every four hours for my ridiculous headache. I was like, <laughs> you know, and I don't really like taking medication. I just didn't want to have to deal with all my screaming and primal noises that I was making. Oh, it's, it's so hard. hard. It's it so hard. <laughs> so she's amazing. Every single one of our births was so unique and special and different. Oh. And she, she just really blew my mind with that first one and then each one after that um and then one one last birth that i would say is uh just uh, there's so many but this one there's a birth called miss america home birth on our on our podcast that i think is a great listen mm -hmm. it's uh first time mom she was breech is how i met her we, baby turned and then she's like wow. wait i think i need you at my birth and um she gives birth in her apartment home birth first time and never really had any fear wow. like everybody's excited and nervous at the same time sometimes very nervous or, or anxious yeah. and just a little excited sometimes super excited sometimes moaning like it's a it's an inappropriate film for me to watch but <laughs> <laughs> but she never it was like all like it was all power. It was all just the power to surrender, the power to let lightning move through her. Mm. And she was surrounded. She had intentions all over the all over the place. And she had done a lot of work to get there. But once birth came, it just mm. moved very smoothly from stage to stage and and never fear. She had this little five pound dog licking her face during every contraction. <laughs> oh my um, god. It was just the most beautiful combination of things. And and that I was like, you have to come on and talk about how you got there. And she's like, well, it was my hypnobirthing instructor who was also wow. the doula. And she's like, if we can all come together, then we can figure it out. And that's oh, wow. what we did. So uh, I would say first four are my wife, uh, that that Sarah Wright Olson birth. It's burned in your. It's burned <laughs> it's in, right in the brain. There. I leave, yeah. I, leave, I leave an impression, guys. I gave, <laughs> I gave Teresa PTSD. Um, I'm a self-proclaimed Dr. Goldberg's favorite patient. Uh, he never said that, but I You're say one that. <laughs> one of them. And uh, yeah, 11 pound baby. That that sticks with you. And somehow I always do end up getting into a position where um, I, I look like I'm I'm gonna fall. Or like, fa like falling to, even with, even with winter, I was in like the weirdest, 
like split squat situation, leaning Ooh. back and a nurse is like holding up my body and like all of that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that is, wow. You are Dr. B, the person that people go to when they have breech babies. Yeah, the whisperer. So whenever I like, I'll get someone will be like, oh my God, so-and-so is breech. I'm like, well, obviously you've already gone to see Dr. <laughs> B, right? And they're like, no, wait, who? Who's I'm like, that? the breech doctor. Oh. Like he's yeah. the one that you need to go see. That's right. You've got such, I mean, how, so is that just, that just became, you became known as being able to do that. Is it? How hard is that and how many sessions does it take to sort of get a baby into that optimal birthing position or is it just different for every baby? Uh, yes, yes, and absolutely. So uh, first of all, there's so much pressure because so few practitioners deliver breech babies That's vaginally right. now. So it's like you, there's a lot riding on it for a lot of people. And um, why mm -hmm. that is, we discuss a lot in the movie that we made, Heads Up, The Disappearing Art of Vaginal Breach Delivery. And in that movie, you can yes. see a first-time mom giving birth in her apartment right around the corner from here. Uh, breach, it's wow. incredible to see. And wow. she is also high a kite on, as a kite on her own drugs. Wow. Um, but I think in, in basically, I was born Breach in 1974. I came <gasps> out Breach. And I'm pretty sure they wow. took one look at me and they're like, we're not doing this crap ever again. I, I don't know what happened, why like, it stopped no. around then. You broke it. You broke the mold. I broke the mold. But I was like, I think I came out okay. Uh, but then I guess it's been a lifelong mission to help other people. Uh, the, the premise with chiropractic and breech babies is this. We don't manually turn babies. The idea is babies want to be head down at the end of pregnancy. And mm -hmm. we say that because in the first pregnancy at mm -hmm. around 28 weeks, 50% of babies are still not head down yet. They're moving all over, head up, head down, sideways. Wow. Just four weeks later, at 32 weeks, about 10% of babies are not head down yet. So they have this massive migration between 28 and 32 weeks when they start to run out of room. And then at birth, it's only 3 or 4%. So the, the pattern continues. Once they run out of space, they want to go head down. The shape of a typical uterus and the shape of a typical, typical baby when there's no more room is most conducive for them to be head down. So if they don't go there, there's usually a reason for it. It could be something structural that we can't do anything about. The placenta yeah. could be right in their face. The cord could be short with the placenta up high. The cord right. could be wrapped around them funny. They may have a ton of fluid, which means there's no, they're not running out of space and they don't really have an incentive to go head down. They may not have enough fluid. So even though it's healthy, it's not an abnormally low number of fluid. It's low enough that they can't move around in there very well. But functionally, the low back hips and pelvis are supposed to be very relaxed, very open. The pelvic bone is not one big bone. It's a bunch of bones connected by ligaments and cartilage, and it's supposed to be able to expand and contract and accommodate the baby's movements and facilitate the baby's movements. But you get people for various different reasons who come in, and their low back hips and pelvis are super tight. And the ones who are extra strong, it's even more rigid, tightened mm. and strong together. The, the strong is very healthy, but together with the tightness, this functional shortening, becomes very restrictive and so you have this rigid pelvis with a lot of tightness when the baby runs out of the room it's no wonder that they really want to go up under your rib cage where there's more space right we don't try to move them we try to yeah. open up and restore that function that laxity that's supposed to be there that your body's trying to do hormonally we get in there and massage out those tight muscles around the hips and pelvis we mm. adjust the bones that are stuck the joints that aren't moving restore motion around those bones and uh, see what the baby does with that. So it depends how many sessions. Wow. It, it, is somebody 
the first session we learn it's both diagnostic and therapeutic are you super tight stiff and rigid or are you loose and open maybe there's not that much to do and if you are real tight then when we start working on you do you melt like butter or your body really resisting hard and uh, based on that you know, i resist I, yes. I melt like butter yes this is a perfect you guys <laughs> should start a podcast <laughs> oh my god i remember like, when you were doing <laughs> that like the massage uh, I, it was like, I was like, ah, like I had to breathe through it. Like I was in labor. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to breathe Everybody through Everybody does. My yes. body was resisting so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember I was sore the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that is intense. Oh my gosh. But it's amazing because it really does open you up so much. And that's the reason why I wanted you at my second birth because my baby was so big. And I was like, I know that I need, I'm going to need some extra assistance there. And it was so nice to, to be able to have it. Yes. Um, I actually want to ask you about uh, something because you were the first person that I knew that had COVID at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh. And I, I like um, to get shit out of the way early. <laughs> <laughs> and but I feel like the I can't remember. I feel like either the whole world had just shut down or it was about to because I know schools and stuff were starting to close and all of that. But I I had heard from. Um, a friend that you were headed to the ICU and I was like completely freaked out and started writing Alyssa and um, and I spoke to you a bit afterwards but I know that that whole experience was pretty intense and that the follow-up to that which I'm sure that there are a lot of other people out there that had some um, you know some kind of crazy experiences with COVID that there was, um, it was kind of a lot, especially when you were the, one of the, you know, first people that you probably knew that were getting COVID. So can you talk a little bit about that and sort of the aftermath of that? Sure. One night, uh, it was very innocent. I was eating these delicious little bats and no, I'm just gonna, super <laughs> innocent that's not true wait, i forgot to tell thing, everybody he was in wuhan <laughs> <laughs> yes in this weird lab no. yes and yes. he was yes. just working of uh 2019 <laughs> Oh God. Um, what happened? Uh, look, everything shut down. Uh, we shut our practice down, even though we didn't have to, because uh, we're medically necessary, I guess. Uh, but they were also saying six feet, six feet, six feet. Um, and I didn't really understand how you can do a massage from six feet away yeah. or a chiropractic <laughs> adjustment. I was like, guys, let's shut down for two weeks, see what happens, and we'll, we'll regroup. Yeah. And uh, about a week later, I started feeling really awful. And um, my symptoms were not normal. I never lost taste and smell. Um, I just, I had an awful bouts of uh, stomach un unhappiness. And uh, then it turned into mm -hmm. a cold and a fever and the fever just went up really high. And then I couldn't breathe. So yeah. I went to the hospital. They didn't even have COVID tests yet. They were just, right. I mean, they did, but you can only get one if you're like in the hospital or and, and it was like a two to three day response time yes. to find out. Uh, but they did oh do a God. chest x-ray. So they, you know, my wife took me in, they kicked her out. You, nobody can come with you. Mm -hmm. And um, they did triage mm -hmm. and they did a chest x-ray. I'm in this like sealed glass room. I actually remember because the nurse came in and I was having such a hard time breathing. She's like, you can take off your mask now if you want to. And she was like all suited up like hazmat. 
And I was just like, oh, my God, you don't mind if I take off my mask? Like, just it blew my mind, the compassion and the the, oh. the sort of, I don't know, the co- confidence and, and, and just the, the heroism that these people had coming in around you mm, and, yes. and you know, trusting time. their PPE. And, and nobody knew if they got it, what would happen to them. And uh, they diagnosed me based on a chest X-ray, everything going on in my lungs that COVID did. And they put me in a normal room and they gave me hydroxychloroquine. And uh, later that night, no idea if it's related or not, but that's all they had. Later that night, uh, my oxygen level crashed really low and I got rushed to the ICU. And um, I remember it was... uh, it was really scary. Uh, also, when I got in there, they were like, we have to start four IVs on you right now. I'm like, four IVs? Oh, like, I'm not a pregnant woman. I can't take needles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the whole thing was, and you're just alone in a room, and even the doctors don't come in. It's a glass room. So they, they call and talk to you from the other side of the glass. The nurse, they, w- oh they would come God. in once a shift, mostly because they were run- worried about running out of gloves and gowns and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they would try to come in once or twice a shift, max carrying like too many things like a waiter that has too much stuff on their tray get everything done during that time frame it was uh, it was pretty intense and i'll tell you this when i got rushed to the icu i got a text message like an hour later from none other than dr jay goldberg mm. i have no idea oh. how he found out i was there oh. and he wrote i am so sorry you're here today as a patient and 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 not as a provider oh. and if there's anything i can do for you personally or professionally Reach out right away. Don't hesitate. Oh, I loved him and so much. <laughs> I I just thought to myself, like, what's he gonna do for me professionally? So I just I wrote I wrote I wrote to him like, well, I haven't had a pap smear in forever. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> and and without like no no pause, he he texts back, I'll be right up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Aww. Uh, I'll tell you one other thing about Dr. Goldberg, and then I'll just tell you the rest of COVID. He he, and I worked together many times at birth and hundreds of times, just patients back and forth that we were co-treating mm. with, you know, and uh, never. So, so he died over the weekend. His funeral was on a Wednesday. Um, Dr. Katsas asked for people, if possible, to Zoom instead of going in person. So that's what I did. Right after it was over, I had a patient, and it was a new patient. And I look at her chart and says, "Who can we thank for referring you?" And it says, "Dr. Jake Goldberg." I'm like, oh, mm. God. And then I was so wrenched oh. from the funeral; it was oh. like hilarious and tragic at the same time. Yeah, it was. And I, I walk oh. into the room I'm like, "I'm so sorry about Dr. Goldberg," and she just lost it. Also, oh, we yeah. both lost it. And uh, 10 minutes of just, this was her third baby. She's been with him since she was, uh, you know, many years before she started having kids. And and she said, um, he just referred me to you on Thursday. Oh, my God. And he asked me to give you a message. Oh, my God. What was it? And I was like, what? 10 years we're working together. He never sent a message through a patient. And I said, what's the message? And she said, he wanted me to tell you that he's better looking than you and funnier than you. Oh, my God. And I was like, damn that guy. Damn that guy. Like, That's I, what he went out he, on? He got the last word. And I can't even tell him. I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, 50% my. ain't bad. Like one out of two. Uh, I can't even tell him. Oh, 
That was oh that was Dr. Colbert. Wow, I mean, holy that's cow. amazing. You two together yeah. are like that would just be the funniest. It room. is the funniest room. I had yeah. it. The two of them. Yeah. You had the two of them. Oh, my God. This is the funniest thing about Sarah, too. She would make these very primal noises. Okay, whatever. Um, but also, like, a little bit much more uh, much more nice than I made it. And then, and then the second it's over, like... Jay would like jab in a joke and she'd just be laughing and relaxed and you know until <laughs> the next one came. The yeah, it's like it's like mind blowing. <laughs> um all right, so COVID, you know, I, I it got worse and then uh one night I just uh I put my, my bed back to try to get a little rest. I haven't slept and I stopped breathing. I I couldn't breathe. It just was the last straw that closed off my airway. I I hit the panic button. I tried to move. I was reading in the headlines that, that maybe if you're on your belly, it's easier. And I tried to move, but I had all about four IVs and the breathing apparatus and all sorts of things. And I was just about blacked out. The nurse was like, I hear you. I'm coming. But I put on my gown and my gloves and my mask and my booties and my face shield. And by the time she came in, I was, I was blacking out. And um, that was that was it. That was like... The next day they came in, we're going to put you on a ventilator. If that happens again, we may not be able to save you. <laughs> and while this doctor's oh talking to me through the glass about getting my consent to go on a ventilator and telling me, uh, I remember he said this, he goes, because here's how it works. We're going to, we're going to start a urinary catheter and then we're going to knock you out. And then I'm like, what, like, is there any reason we can't do that in the opposite order? Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> like <once we're laughs> Why do I have to feel that? <laughs> it's just like, choice. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, my um, God. And while we're having this conversation, the nurse says, you know, doctor, he's been breathing a little bit better today. And the doctor said, does it feel easier? I'm like, a little less hard? And he's like, you know what? Let's not intubate. You know, let's let let me come back at the end of my shift. And by the time he came back, it was a little easier yet. He for the first time they turned down my oh. oxygen level, and my blood level of oxygen did not crash. Oh my and gosh. so he said, let me see. Maybe oh. tomorrow we can do it. And um, you know, every day after that, it it got better. And thank God, I didn't really need very much um, after that. And I I the last thing was my the to recover that kept me in the ICU was my blood pressure, which is normally high, uh, was really low. It was like 80 over 40. Wow. And they would, I couldn't get up. They're oh, like, you why? can't stand or you're going to pass out. And uh, I remember the nurse came in and she said, look, Elliot, if we can't get your blood pressure uh, to go up, we're going to have to give you this medication that can only be administered through an IV in the jugular vein in your neck. What? And I was like, oh, my God. Gosh. It's like, well, Diane, I'm pretty sure you just solved the problem because as soon as you said <laughs> that, I out. felt my blood pressure. <laughs> it may be overcompensating now. Like, and, and did it? Um, I I don't know how I, it got up exactly, but I did not get that that IV thing. Thank I goodness. was actually starting. I'm like, she said, oh. if we can't get your blood pressure, I'm like, how do I get it up? I'm like, yeah. So I started flapping my arms a lot and kicking my legs around, and it was taking my <laughs> blood pressure every ten minutes. Wow. So I'd flap for 10 minutes and see what happened. I'm like, oh, that went up a little bit. So I'm going to do it, you know. And then oh you're just in this glass room like you're at the zoo. You're alone, And yeah. at one point I glanced because oh the, the whole staff is 
all around you looking at you. At one point, I glanced, and my nurse was was like, what the hell is he doing? Are we going to have to get psych in here? And I'm just kicking and, like, trying to fly out of there. It looked like I was trying to fly out. Um, I don't know if it was that. I started thinking about mean things people said to me over the years, and it just went up. But I, I, I will tell you, honestly, I'll tell you what really, I think, did the trick. This is a hundred percent true. I turned on my phone at some because I couldn't, I couldn't close my eyes. I couldn't go to sleep. Mm. I kept thinking I was going to die after right. that incident. Ugh. Turned on my phone and there were hundreds of messages mm. in the email, on the social media, on text, on WhatsApp, on whatever, and uh, of just like, hey, I heard and I'm so sorry and. And, and like even little personal anecdotes, like you have no idea how much this meant to me or that meant to me. Uh, and I was like, I was like, okay, mom, but no, no, it wasn't just mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was every single person. Yeah. It was you guys. I remember when we all got the notice. Yeah. We were like, we all got told. There was like a, it just spread like wildfire. Oh my gosh. It really did. Sending prayers, sending light. Dr. B, it just was everywhere. Everyone was talking about it. Like, oh, you're so loved. That's how loved you are. You've made such an impact on so many people. I really trended. Yeah. Uh, I was trending. I was like, wow, I'm so proud of me. Um, and then, but it was, it was so many people said, I'm praying for you. We're praying for you. We have a prayer circle for you. And I, mm. I honestly, as I read those, first of all, I cried like, like a baby, an unhappy mm. baby and uh, with colic Aww. and blood in its stool. And I, I, I was just, I cried so much Aww. and I felt oh, like my body emptying out from disease, like making yeah. space for light and healing to come in. It sounds woo, but that's what it was. Oh. And We're it was that after here. that, yeah, wow. it was after that, that yeah, she's like, are, Hey doc, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was Aww. the woo woo days. Um, it was after that, that she's like, he seems to be breathing a little bit better, doctor. And that's how I came out of it. Thank God. I've, wow. I, first of all, there's some silver linings. Number one, I was able, this would never otherwise happen. I was able to binge watch all of Tiger King in like oh, perfect. two days. Yep. Yeah. I love it. And it was the very best. therapeutic because I was like almost dead. But then I watched Tiger King. I'm like, it could be worse. That's true. So there was that. It came out at the perfect it could be. <laughs> And I also found out I like Cozy Shack Vanilla Pudding, which I don't know if I ever would have... Um, Oh, I remember seeing that post. Actually, I think you sent me a text message of Cozy Shack Vanilla Pudding. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, he's himself. (laughs) He's eating, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what she said. There's nobody else here making jokes and asking for food all the time. Yeah. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. But uh, where I really got it was in synagogue. A bunch of like 20 people got it. Jeez. And a bunch of them just toughed it out at home. And a bunch of them uh, ended up in the hospital, several in the ICU, a bunch, uh, two on, on ventilators, but oh. nobody died. Thank God. Oh, nobody thank died, God. So. Wow. And for oh, me, no long COVID at all. As you didn't have long COVID. Gone, I don't oh. have any wow. long COVID. I, I, it took a month or so to recover, but I don't have any COVID. And honestly, there is a silver lining, a true one, which is that uh, people most people when they heard I already had it realized I can't get it again anytime soon. Yeah. And when they wanted to go, they needed 
prenatal chiropractic care, people uh, sciatic pain mm-hmm. to the point where they couldn't walk or ripping. Yeah. It was driving them insane. They can't sleep and babies are breached. And, and I was like, well, I just want you to know that I already had COVID. And they're like, oh, great. Well, I'll come. I'll bring my partner. Yeah. So except for Sarah, Sarah made me go kid. outdoors. I uh, made him go outdoors in the cold. With oh, uh, my eye goggles God. on. I had goggles on. <laughs> yeah, everybody had knows a hazmat that... suit on. <laughs> I was she like, wrapped herself in clean okay, wrap. Was... Let's poke a little hole. <laughs> it, was t- it was 2020 and my baby was due in September. And I definitely was wearing goggles, a crazy hospital mask. And uh, sanitizing everything. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) And he was just like cracking up at me. I was like, I know I'll never live this down with you. I know it, but I have to wear this. (laughs) Right. And I was like, do you want me to use massage lotion or just use the hand sanitizer? Yeah. I was like, just yeah, just (laughs) rub the hand sanitizer into my back. (laughs) We did Purell massage. Oh my god, that's right. Oh, Oh, Doctor B, it's Mm. so amazing to have you thank you so much for joining us on the mother days podcast and for sharing so much of your amazing wisdom and you guys can find dr b at the informed pregnancy podcast it's um you're also on at informed pregnancy on instagram and at berlin wellness is that uh no it's dr berlin dr dr berlin but the newest one yeah is what formed pregnancy.tv which is where you can get all Tell of the Tell us about new. this. Tell us about this. This is, I made two documentaries. We talked about Trial of Labor, yeah. about VBAC, and Heads Up About Breach. And I was, after the big flare-up of, uh, of of them coming out and having all these premieres and screenings, uh, they just kind of fizzled out. And the stab-in-my-heart moment would happen when people would call and say, oh, I saw Trial of Labor. I wish I had seen it before I had my baby. Ugh. I'm like, no, I made it Ugh. so you could see it before you had your yeah. baby. And uh, that was killing me. So Everyone I reached out to some of the other it. filmmakers, and I'm like, "How, how, how do you get your film like to stay and where people can find it and see it?" And they're like, "It's a big struggle." And so I just decided I'm going to make a streaming platform where we can take all of these. We have the business oh. of being born, orgasmic oh birth, the mama sherpas, breast milk. Yes. We have a movie about uh, hyperemesis gravidarum, which is not talked about enough. We have a, a movie about miscarriage. We have a movie about stillbirth. It, we're covering every topic, but these are not my movies these are great powerful movies that have been there and nobody knows how to access them so we put them all together together with web series like our the real midwives of los angeles that we did amazing and uh a bunch of other web series my wife's workshop is on there and we're adding more workshops the afterbirth plan we have of workouts like body by simone pregnancy workouts and postpartum and uh, yoga and meditation oh is she aussie do you know Body by Simone? No, I just know her. Yeah, oh, I know cool. Body by yeah. Simone. I don't know her personally, but I know her work. Yeah, yeah. I used to do some of her like body stuff. I watch her stuff. With, I'm eating popcorn uh, <laughs> and I'm on the sofa, but it's very entertaining. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, we added meditation. Okay, so say the link it's again so it's that everyone inf- can hear it right now. I'm going to say it right now. It's The site is called Informed Pregnancy Plus, and you find it either at informedpregnancy.tv or on Android, Apple, and Roku apps. <gasps> cool. Amazing. That's amazing, Dr. B. Thank I didn't even know about that. 
brand new. Like, you should listen to this podcast. You always learn new things. I know. Um, I should. I should days. listen. Actually, my, a friend of mine who's having a baby was just writing me the other day and asking me, like, you know, what what should I have my partner watch? And so I was, like, telling her about some of your stuff. So now I'll just send her this um, for your streaming for service. TV. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And it's a free trial. Anybody can do a free trial. Check it out and see what you like. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. So good. Well, you're a dream guest. We've had you on the list for so So long. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So glad we finally (laughs) met you. Same. I miss you guys so much. I know. We miss you too. We miss you. I hope there's more babies coming or something. I I miss you guys. I hope so. I need to bring my my shoulders are full of rocks, so I got to bring them in anyway. So we'll. I have a Red Bull. I'll just. (laughs) I'll be ready for you. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Well, you guys can. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, Dr. B. Bye. Bye, Bye. Daisy. Thank you so much. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.